The following episode may contain inappropriate material. Listener discretion is advised. beloved we are gathered here today in righteous ceremony to celebrate a wonderful television series i am father taylor and we are going to talk about <laughs> matt lock welcome to the show all of you wonderful wonderful people as you know we interviewed daniel roebuck a couple weeks ago and this episode happens to have a minute we didn't plan for march to be the month of roebuck but sure enough March is the month of Roebuck. Thank you again to Tammy Roebuck and Daniel Roebuck for taking the time to talk to us and her for setting it up. It was a tremendous experience that both John and I will remember for a long time. I'm really glad that we're making connections with this uh, cast of people. And I I hope to run into Daniel again when we go down to the Andy Griffith um, party down there. The Andy Griffith party? (laughs) Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called. So. It's called Mayberry Days is what it's called. It's like a festival, man. That's right. As you guys are hearing the voice of John Orlando, I forgot to introduce you. That's all right. No big deal, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. That's that's cool. That's cool. Awesome, man. Uh, if you guys haven't picked up by the title or from my introduction, we are talking about churches and fathers. and you- Don't forget about nuns, bishops. You know, the whole the whole cavalcade of hierarchy in the church we're going to be talking about. Yeah, it's um, going to be exciting and fun. How have you been, man? You've been watching anything good? We haven't talked really in a while. Yeah, we haven't, actually. That's that's honest to goodness, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't talked in a while. We've been both very, very busy. Um, man, I am not watching anything other than The Mandalorian right now. That's all that I can manage to, to keep uh, tabs on. Well, I do watch um, This Week Tonight with uh, John Oliver um as well but um that's nothing new it's just the mandalorian is honestly which i am still enjoying very much so you caught up i I am not caught up yet i'm gonna tell you because it's all over the internet but they brought ahmed best back as a jedi he's the guy who played jar jar binks oh okay we talked about it on three geeks a little bit yesterday and Ahmed Best was a big Star Wars fan, right? Huge Star Wars fan. He plays Jar Jar Binks. It doesn't go over so well with the fans, to say the least. The guy has been spit on and yelled at and criticized and screamed at. Like, this guy has literally bled Star Wars. So the fact that they have, granted, I think maybe they should have done this a little sooner, but, you know, whatever. Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau have brought him back to play a different character within the Star Wars universe. And, like, that's um, I'm really just... The company just scored some points with me because I, if anybody deserves a second shot at anything, I believe Ahmed Best because he played the character that he was told to play. And it's not his fault that, you know, didn't necessarily work out. Right. Absolutely. I agree with that. I, I, I feel like, look, you cannot be a fan and I am not a fan of Jar Jar Banks, but to, to go to the levels of repugnance that some people do is just it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous 
Well, my friend, should we jump on into it? We shall, John. We shall. I am very excited to talk some shows with you. Oh, real quick, before we get off here, I have one more suggestion to our audience. If you don't mind a little bit of swearing, I highly recommend the show Your Honor on Showtime starring Brian Cranston. If the name Brian Cranston doesn't have you, I don't know what else will, but check it out. Your Honor it's fantastic. It's on what, Showtime, you said? Yeah. Okay. And it, that's, what, season three? Because they've, they've had a couple seasons, haven't they? They're on se- they just finished season two. Oh, like, okay. Season okay. one was supposed to be it. It was supposed to be a miniseries. But season two is a good example of the rare occasion where a mini a limited series turned into a second season works really well. Because okay. usually it falls apart in the second season like True Crime did. That's no yeah. True Detective. Well, I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. So here we go to our opening statements. The episode that we are going to take a look at is entitled The Priest, and its original air date was May 16th, 1989. And we have a uh, an interesting guest star, not just the fact that Daniel Roebuck will be playing the role of Alex Winthrop, but we have Leo Penn playing the role of Father Fitzgerald. And Leo Penn has been a director of many episodes of Matlock, as well as a director of many other things as well. And you may also know him as Sean's dad, so there's that. Um, So he's going to have a bit role playing Father Fitzgerald. Uh, What do you think about that, pulling in somebody from the other side of the camera to help out with the tale, Jason? Yeah, man, that's cool. I'm down. And it looks like Matlock was his last directing gig in one of his last acting roles. Yeah, absolutely there. And uh, you're correct on that. And unfortunately, uh, Mr. Penn passed away, I want to say, somewhere in the late 90s, if I remember correctly. Yeah. All right. Our next individual that we're going to talk about is uh, Robert Miranda. He will be playing the role of Nathan Carlino. You may know him as Joey in the movie Midnight Run. Glenn Finnish in the Martin Lawrence movie Blue Streak, and he also plays another character named Joey, this time in the movie Sister Act. And That's what I knew him from. That I was trying to figure it out, man. Uh, oh, he was in the Rat Pack movie, too, which is a great movie about Frank Sinatra and those guys. But um, I was like, who is this guy? I've seen him and stuff. And it was Sister Act. I was thinking of Sister Act. And actually, I forgot to mention, too, he's, he plays the role of Fred Anno, in a very underrated movie, Eraser. I really think Eraser does not get as much love as it should because it's a heck of an action film with Arnold and Vanessa Williams. That was it was one of Arnold's last, uh, I don't want to say good movies because I know a lot of people like some of his newer stuff, but um, it was one of his last movies before he became governor. Yes. All right, moving on, we have our next individual that we need to talk about. I believe his last name, I'm going to, his name is Mike, but I believe it's pronounced Panuski. He will be playing the role of Father Burke. And Jason, you probably know him from his roles uh, as Frank Landell on The Good Fight, Gordon Becker on Madam Secretary, uh, and several, several roles on Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, and Law and Order Criminal Intent. But I know how much you enjoy Madam Secretary, The Good Fight, The Good Wife, all of those like political dramas on CBS. I so haven't seen have to... Madam Secretary. What? But I do. I do know him from The Good Wife and The Good Fight. You know, The Good Wife and Good Fight are the same. Like one's a continuation of the other. When I saw him on the screen, I'm like, oh, that's the guy. He's the killer. Oh, you know what? <laughs> 
Funny you mentioned that. I had the same thought too, because there's a few <laughs> things that kind of lead you to think that. Um, no, I just more... thought so because he was the only actor I'd seen before. So I'm like, <laughs> he's the notable actor. Like, this is the guy. Um, I'm not going to tell you if I was right or wrong, but um, I was like, yep, that's the guy. I don't need to watch anymore. I did watch more, but. Yeah. All right. Our last uh, guest star is Fran Ryan. She plays the role of Doris Curtis. You may know her as uh, her role as Sister Agatha on the show General Hospital, Ma Blankenship in Pale Rider, and Mrs. Samuel in The Long Riders, and a host of other accolades on her resume as well. But uh, Fran Ryan is, uh, I think she's, she's got a very interesting part in this tale. Yes, I liked her part a lot. And I'm trying to remember if I've seen any of this other. I've seen Stripes. I think that's all I've seen with her. I have not seen Stripes. I just watched it for the first time recently. Oh, okay. You know me. Uh, John Candy's one of my favorite actors of all time. And there's a, a certain amount of John Candy movies I've never seen. So, like, every couple of years, I'll allow myself to watch one of them. It's almost like I have a new John Candy movie every once in a while. And it's funny, man. Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, John Candy, of course. It's mm-hmm. great. All right. Then that being said, Jason, I have a question for you. Hold on. We forgot Daniel Roebuck as a guest star. And no, we didn't. We, I mentioned that already. Okay. Well, we forgot Hot Dogs. They may, played a huge part. Like, it's a pivotal scene in the entire episode. So, <laughs> shout out to Hot Dogs. And then also, Mustaches. And the police station. There are lots of mustaches. Like, tons. I thought the whole show we were going to have mustaches. Luckily, it was just... Not luckily. Like, we were shortchanged. But it's just a few mustaches in small amount of scene. But there's a lot of them. And they're very noticeable. Very prominent. Good mustaches. All right, Jason. I have a question for you. Are you ready to give an opinion? Your opinion? And solely your opinion to help you? I do, John. I do. Then it's time, much like if we were in church, to testify. testify. All testify. right. <laughs> Sorry, folks. The plot of this episode is that Ben must defend a mobster accused of killing a priest. We go to our opening scene, That's which his is family. John, it was his family. That's was questionable he was leading the straight and narrow that's what every 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 mobster everything it's even in freaking your honor they say that word i'm my business is on the straight and narrow that's my family like i'm not associated with them well we'll 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 get to mr carlino and all of his shenanigans in a little bit here um the opening scene basically it's a bunch of inside shots of a church and we see a priest uh going into the confessional And this older priest, by the way, is going to be uh, Father Fitzgerald. And he um, confesses to a younger priest, which, by the way, his name will be Father Richards later. And so after the confessional, uh, the uh, Father Richards is, he overhears an argument among a nun, uh, another priest, and Father Fitzgerald. All right. So we cut to... What is another stereotype, another um, uh, archetype that we see quite a bit in, uh, in Hollywood in the 80s, especially with a, uh, with a mob character, Carlino. He's presenting the newest wing to the hospital, 
And he's interrupted by Father Fitzgerald, who he doesn't want his dirty money, man. He doesn't want it. You can just forget about it. He knows. He knows where his money comes from. And Carlino is aghast. Like, how would you, why would you do this? But Father Fitzgerald continues about the bribes and the graft and all the evil. But, uh, John, quick question. Would you say he was doing it Carlito's way? Ah, but I'm bumped. Nice. Well, overall, uh, Father Fitzgerald then is ushered out of the out, out away from the, the the podium and the microphone and that. So, what do you think, Jason, about this uh, very common uh, stereotype that we use here, where we're talking about stereotypes of mobsters? My, it's all my family. I'm on the straight and narrow, and dirty money. They they go hand in hand. What say you? I say it's just. I mean, of course you're going to say that. You don't want to be like, hey, I work from my money comes from laundering and all this other crap that I do. You don't, <laughs> you don't say that. Uh, I, well, you're right, I guess. But in the next scene, we see Father Fitzgerald, who is uh, on the phone and apparently is getting chastised by the bishop. And he has to report and talk to him the next day. This, I thought, was a little bit shocking. Fitzgerald is drinking. And it's not wine like I've seen many times, you know, other priests and other TV shows or movies have drank wine. But he's he's hitting the hard stuff, man. He's got the the bourbon. Yeah. I mean, hey, whatever floats your boat, man. Uh, but uh, bourbon, that's a statement. He knows what's coming. <laughs> yes. Foreshadow. Uh, so so uh, the janitor. Um, he sees Fitzgerald gathering up a uh, broken crucifix. The, Fitzgerald just kind of, he writes down in his little black book something, and then he disappears. He just runs off. And so later the janitor goes into the kitchen to talk to Mrs. Curtis. We hear a gunshot, and the janitor finds Father Fitzgerald shot dead. He manages to whisper something to Father Richards before he croaks. And there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Now our mystery shall begin, shall it not? That's right. So we go to police headquarters. Carlino claims he didn't do it, all right? Even though it's mentioned by Bob Brooks, well, the deceased said it with his dying breath that you did it. And all of a sudden, Alex Winthrop arrives as Lieutenant Brooks is claiming that there is a witness that's seen Carlino leaving the rectory. And then how about this? You know, you get a lawyer, and uh, Carlino's upset that it's not the one he wants. He doesn't want Alex as his lawyer. Man, that's some spine, don't you say? This this character we've seen before, right? Uh, I believe that, yes. We have seen Alex Winthrop uh, in an earlier episode, if I remember correctly. I'm pretty uh, sure I liked uh, I liked him on that. But um, I, this, is, this episode is the best Daniel Roebuck appearance we've had thus far. Yes, he was in uh, The Ambassador. So he was in that, which I believe was a two-parter in season two, if I recall correctly. So The chemistry between him and Andy Griffith really shines in this episode. Oh, as if if you ever, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to our interview with Daniel and, you, and if you ever thought, mm, that sounds a little bit hokey, like it couldn't be that good. Oh, no, 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 no. You watch this episode, you will see that the chemistry is exactly as Daniel described it. It is amazing. It is spectacular. You pick the adjective and it will fit. 
So I like that we go to the courthouse and Ben has a snarky comment about the lawyer in the green suit, which let's be honest, that was a pretty hideous suit. And so Alex and Ben meet up in the hallway of the courthouse and they reminisce and they chat about, hey, how you doing, blah, 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 blah. And in fact, let's go get some hot dogs. Let's go get some hot dogs, man. And what do you know? Ben is flabbergasted at the idea that you could you could get, Jason, you can get a hot dog with mustard, relish, ketchup. You can get that. That that that, that costs you a dollar fifty nine. Okay, dollar fifty nine. So if you get two of those, all right, that that's a little less than 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 four dollars, right? And so, but even if you got duplicates of those, if you got four hot dogs, four hot dogs with all the fixings, even even you can get bacon and cheese. You can get guacamole. You can get whatever you want. That's still still give you eight dollars. You 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 gave him a twenty and told him to keep the change. I think Ben was just saying you could have gotten me a couple more hot dogs. Why did you? <laughs> I've at least up my order a little bit. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna throw this out here. Um, just by that whole dialogue, that makes me believe that Ben is not a very good tipper. Oh, no, no, no. Ben wanted more hot dogs. And yeah, no, not a good tipper. I I mean, I, I'm sure he's a fair tipper. I'm, I can see him being a 10% guy, but not, uh, what is that, like 400% guy? <laughs> Man, yeah, I know me, Ben. I don't know. He's like, you, you know, the you math there. way more for that money, right? Yeah. Well, uh, he was at- just showing off, man. He's showing off. Oh, he is. He's sh- Yeah, absolutely. Look at me, big spender. Well, Alex asks Ben to be his co-counsel, and Ben agrees. And so we go to the next scene, which is in the courtroom. And it's a very kind of lengthy scene about how Carlino is so happy that Ben is, is his lawyer. And Ben then gets a little upset with Alex because he feels like he leveraged their friendship to get Ben to be the second chair. And uh, I kind of, I like, I didn't understand that, to be honest with you, Jason. I didn't understand, like... I didn't think he really twisted Ben's arm to be co-counsel. And so you don't think people wouldn't go, oh, hey, I know Ben Matlock. Like, that just seemed to me like unnecessary conflict that they're trying to build between the two characters. What What do I you think? I thought Ben was supposed to be a backup. Ben was the main guy. Yeah. Did he yeah. even, like, ask a question? <laughs> no. No, and in fact, he makes a joke about it in the closing scene. He says something about, I guess I owe you more $20 hot dogs or something like that. And yeah, it kind of, I don't know. It kind of just, I think that they were trying to build some conflict there and it just, there's none there to have. Every time I watch this show, man, I just want hot dogs. Of course you do. I mean, I they are main characters. hot dogs until I watch Matlock. And then I'm like, I want hot dogs. You know what? Do they make Ben Matlock hot dogs? They should make them. Should be named for, I mean, it's too late now, but they really should have. Andy Griffith should have endorsed hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Like, if the mob wanted to set a hot dog stand, like right outside of Matlock's house by his uh, uh, mailbox, they they could launder so much money. Absolutely, they would. Well, you're here. <laughs> I might as well get some hot dogs. Hey, why don't you get off my lawn? Oh, wait, you have some hot dogs? Hold on. Can I have a couple real quick first? And then get off my lawn. Then get off my lawn. Mm, mm, not this every is a good one. person kicks people off their lawns. <laughs> it's a stereotype. I don't know why. Anyways, uh, Ben talks to uh, the janitor as he goes back to the rectory. And the janitor says that 
he, you know, I saw him with the broken crucifix and he seemed to be writing stuff down in his, his notebook. And by the way, I know where that notebook is because it's in the secret compartment. Who, what, what rectory has a secret compartment where like the main father, the na- main priest can just keep various different items in, in there unseen from everybody else. I mean, I haven't been in too many rectories, but I'm assuming that that's not something that's common. I can't imagine. But hey, if you know if that's a common practice or not, well, why don't you let us know? Jason, how can they do that? You guys can email us at B-E-N-M-A-T-T-A-L-K at gmail.com. That is B-E-N-M-A-T-T-A-L-K at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at Matt Talk Podcast or on Twitter at Matt Talk underscore podcast. And let us know. Do rectories have these small hidden compartments that uh, can be used for hiding stuff? Meanwhile, Alex chats with Mrs. Curtis, and she's kind of grouchy and does not want to participate in this conversation with Alex, does she? No. She does claim that she's the one that saw Carlino running away and then does offer Alex cookies, and of course he takes a few for himself later, you know, and his partner. And while he is walking back to meet up with Ben, Alex overhears an argument. And he stumbles into the room because he has his ear pressed up against the door. And apparently the door opened and he stumbled on in. And Father Burke and Sister Catherine are there. And they absolutely refuse to speak to Alex. All right. They, they have nothing to say. They plead the fifth. And that leads us to a, a, a conversation between Father Richards and Ben. And Father Richards also does not want to talk. He does not want to say a word. And that leads me to believe that he's a little bit shady as all get out. And we'll find out that that is absolutely true because we go back to Ben's office and Alex and Ben are reading uh, Fitzgerald's notebook. And there's a lot of stuff in there, man. A lot of stuff. And enter stage left, as they say, on Broadway, Tata Hudson. Yeah, for his last episode as a series regular he'll be back two more times but last episode as a series regular even though he was three months sober when this episode was filmed oh nice i did not know that um father burke is out on a jog and with some great 80s music oh man was that that was that was some that reminded me of the small little casio keyboard i had as a kid man that um i would play like literally a stupid like dink 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 songs like that because i had no musical talent whatsoever did you have a keyboard uh yes i did okay all right was it casio brand um i don't remember i was a little little, like oh under 10 under 10 okay all right well anyways tyler follows and what do you know, he, he runs through kind of the, the gang of thugs that Father uh, Burke kind of said, hey, how's it going, guys? And he cuts down the alley, and all of a sudden, he runs past the door, and out that door comes Father Burke, and he grabs Tyler and throws him up against the wall. He gives him the business. He's like, hey, man, stop following me. And I did like the quip of, oh, you can't be Father uh, Burke because you're strangling me. I thought that was pretty funny. Hey, a couple other things I noticed in this scene. Did you notice that uh, when they show one of the shots of uh, Burt running, did you see that gas was a buck 21? I did not. That's awesome. (laughs) And I also love Tyler's stone wash or acid wash jeans. Those were balling. 
Yeah. Screams 80s. Scream, yeah, exactly. And so, by the way, for any of you that are like, oh, you always rag on the women's fashion. No, 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 no. The, 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 these were pretty bad. So Ben chats with Father Richards at the church, and he reveals that uh, Fitzgerald thought that Richards was stealing church money. All right. And uh, this makes Father Richards very angry, and he he leaves in a huff. And so we cut to a scene where Sister Catherine is doing the books. She's going over the books with Alex over, looking over her shoulder. And, hey, man, look, I mean, there's no irregularities here. And all of a sudden, in comes Father Burke. And uh, it's revealed that the rumor is that, uh, well, Father Burke, Sister Catherine, they got a little something-something going on behind the scenes, if you know what I'm saying. And that look on your face, I <laughs> that says it all. Um, sorry, folks, you can't see it, but trust me, it's a good one. So we go back to the courthouse, and uh, Carlino and Ben, they talk, and Carlino wants some information from Ben. And Ben's kind of playing it close to the vest, but he does reveal that, you know, a priest is involved and, a, and another nun. And this is one thing that I think it was said earlier by Carlino in his first kind of longer scene with Ben and Alex. I did find it to be intriguing that a mobster would kill uh, a member of the Roman Catholic Church because... Again, uh, you know, as he says, Carlino, I'm Catholic. I've been Catholic all my life. I would never kill a priest. And I thought that that kind of ruled him out as one of the suspects. What do you say? I, I agree. That's a very big thing. Yeah, the, 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 the faith is very, very big in most of, uh, you know, those mobster movies and TV shows and whatnot. Those guys, they don't have a lot of lines, but they usually have a couple. Yep, Absolutely. Hey, guess who is going to be facing off with Ben Matlock? I don't think it was mentioned, but I, I recalled it from the list of guest stars. Good old Hangman Hawkins. Sounds like a pro wrestler, if you ask me. But anyways, uh, so Mrs. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if only we'd come up with a cool nickname for Ben. Battling Ben Matlock. Battling Ben. Anyway, so Mrs. Curtis is on the stand, and she testifies that she saw Carlino leaving the scene. And uh, so then Ben takes over in his cross-examination, and he says, hey, look, Mrs. Curtis, you have tickets for, like, several moving violations, all right? Uh, you know, speed, speeding, blowing through a stop sign, et cetera, et cetera. And you also get a large print newspaper. Is it because your eyesight's going bad? And she shakes her head yes. I kind of felt bad for Mrs. Curtis. I mean, because she was trying to do the right thing. You know what I mean? And she kind of, the way she slumped in her seat, I felt really bad for her. What about you? I did too. Yeah. Poor lady. Well, her eyesight's so bad that there's no way she actually saw anybody leave. No, her. I said that when we, the, the thing. I'm like, she ain't didn't see nothing. <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to see anything through that. I wouldn't be able to tell who it was from that distance. Yeah, and you're looking through a window, and it's late at night. You know what I mean? I, I totally, I agree, 100%. So Alex chats with Father Burke, and he goes, look, Catherine is missing. Sister Catherine is missing. We don't know what happened. So uh, we cut to a scene of Burke jogging again. Tyler is on his case. But the thugs that know Father Burke, and by the way, talk about, again, some stereotypical street thugs. Did these guys, were they extras on Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo? So anyway, they kind of they kind of slow up Tyler. They kind of like like give him a hard time. 
And this is the thing that the very next scene shows that Alex could have helped him but didn't. What a jerk. You saw him in the car, and then you see him, like, uh, uh, walking up to an apartment and knocking on the door. I'm like, you could have helped Tyler. Did you help Tyler? What a what? not a team player, dude. Well, yeah, anyway. He just drove. He just left Tyler there to follow the guy. Yeah, that's it. He's like, I, I'm just hanging out here in the car. I'm on a, I'm on a, a stakeout, maybe. Tyler can handle himself. He's fine. That's right. He's got that. He's got, he's got the tools. He's got the jujitsu and the, and the whatnot to, to help himself out. Although he did have like five guys he had to beat up, so that might have been a little bit of a tall task. Anyways, Alex finds out that Sister Catherine, she owns an apartment. That's the apartment that he was knocking on, and. She's not going to be a nun anymore because she loves Father Burke. And Father Burke, he's not going to be a priest anymore because they love each other. I thought that was cute. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that they fit in, that they have not broken their vows of celibacy. So until they are married, they will not be uh, going against those vows. And so we go back to Ben's office, and it's dinner time. Alex and Ben are eating, and Alex quips. No one had a motive for this. And that's what clicks in the head of Ben Matlock. He's figured it out. So we go back to the courtroom. Father Richards is on the stand. He knows about the notebook. He knows about the wrongful accusations that Fitzgerald has made. He knows that Fitzgerald gave him a hard time, called him names. And Ben points out, wait a minute, time out. Didn't he not give you his graduation ring from Notre Dame. And Father Richard said, yeah. And then Ben says, well, how come this ring is back on his hand after his death? And and by the way, I also have medical reports that says that he had a brain tumor. And that's why his behavior was so erratic. And then what we find out, and what is an amazing twist, dare I say almost M. Night Shyamalan type of twist, we find out that that, Brain tumor is inoperable, Jason. And that leads Father Fitzgerald to do what? To commit suicide. Right. And Richards covered it all up because, as we know in the Catholic faith, that suicide is the big no-no. All right? it's it, You can't do that. And it's so the only he, sin you can't ask for forgiveness for afterwards. Right. Right. Absolutely. Correct. Yes. And so Richards kind of covered it up. He then kind of by default kind of blamed Carlino and so that wraps up our tale as I said before we did have a little banter back and forth between Ben and Alex about more $20 um, hot dogs but uh, Jason is there anything we overlooked before we get into our closing statements Uh, no but I hope that priest was arrested because he technically set a guy up for murder yeah I think that that is one of the things that they kind of forgot to mention is how this all wraps up because you just can't blatantly just say, hey, I think so-and-so killed somebody because, uh, yeah, that means resources are used and that's not good because that's – Yeah, and you didn't – you know the guy's innocent. You just yeah. Spent, like, yeah, no. That's that's a, that's a no-no in the Catholic Church, I'm sure, sending an innocent man to prison. Yeah, absolutely, unless – Father Richards thought that there would be some type of like deal brokered or something like that in which, you know, maybe he would get probation or something. Who knows? All right. With that, then, Jason, let's get into our closing statements. 
This is the part of the podcast where John and I give a rating system based on a gavel system. Five gavels means it was absolutely terrific. One gavel means eh, we should watch another one. John, what did you think <laughs> about this episode of Matlock? I like that. It's episode <laughs> we give it a one rating. It's one we should have watched another episode. I like that. Um, I give this five gavels. This is fantastic. I felt that number one, it was intriguing that you had a priest murdered because much like Carlino, I was like, man, that's 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 cold blooded. So I like that. I love the ending. I mean, it went against the formula that we've seen for what three seasons. We might as well say where mm-hmm. the 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 we we find out who did it. No one did it. This was so great. I loved it. And again. The chemistry between Daniel and Andy Griffith, off the charts, just fantastic. The only negative thing I had was literally I wrote down hokey 80s stereotypes. That's all. You know, the the thugs that look like they were break dancers and the, the cheesy music and the bad jeans and whatnot. Yeah, they look but, like the guys that you would see in that bar they always sent the – the mean people in the police academy movies too yes yeah 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 he does they do they look like those guys yeah but those are the the thugs that were going to beat you up yeah <laughs> but overall i really enjoyed this episode so what say you i agree you're a as well. you know, everything you said i even like the red herring the way that they played that up which they don't usually do very well in this show and i I really dug it. This is by far Daniel Roebuck's best appearance on this show. And I, I liked it a lot. And it's one of bet. I mean, it's one of Tyler's best appearances on this show in like two seasons. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, overall, I, I really liked it. I, I was absolutely, I didn't know who it was. We talked about this. I thought it was Burke for a while too. And never, and then as it continued to unwind, I'm like, eh, if he's in love with the nun and sister Catherine, I don't, I don't see why, like, did he, he didn't shoot the priest because of that. You know what I mean? It was very well done. Yeah, the Kudos. only thing that, that they could have done with that is that the father had caught them maybe being intimate with each other and was going to tell somebody. Like, that's the yeah. only thing I could think of in my mind. Yeah. But. yeah, even that I don't think is worthy of, of murder. But all right, man, let's talk about our own personal podcasting projects. Jason, what's going on with the three geeks? Oh, man. Three Geeks Podcast. I'm going to say this. We've always been an audio. That's where most of our audience comes from. And going into this year, we had 40,000 YouTube views. We are now sitting at over 100,000 YouTube views. So in three months, we've picked up 60,000 YouTube views. And I am just floored. So thank you to everybody that listens to the show. Also, you guys can find us every Sunday live at 10 a.m. Just look for Three Geeks Podcast everywhere and you'll find us. All right. Well, uh, for yours truly, the PVD cast is my own personal podcasting project. Uh, This week's episode, Colin Devonshire is a comic book creator out of Boston. He has created a very unique post-apocalyptic comic called By the Time I Get to Dallas. Um, So we talk all about that. There's a fourth issue coming soon. Uh, We talk about, of course, the there's a sister comic that goes along with uh, By the Time I Get to Dallas. We even talk a little bit about his beloved Boston Bruins and the heck of a season they're having in the NHL. So you can check it out over at pvdcast.com or wherever you find great podcasts. And Jason and I and Justin want to remind you, we have a great new project, uh, the Larry Hankin Stories. It is at uh, patreon.com slash Larry Hankin. 
get all kinds of cool stuff. We have great content over there. We're recycling through it every couple of weeks. We're going to put something else up there um, to just give you a little teaser, if you will. You know, like kind of, I hate to use the phrase, but, you know, it's kind of like a drug dealer. You know, the first taste is free. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you have to join. I'm sorry. But we have tiers at all different levels, whether we're talking about $5 up to $25. Uh, just check it out. Once again, that's patreon.com slash Larry Hankin. A lot of cool stuff over there, especially if you're a fan of the man, Larry Hankin, that is. Yeah, and all thoughts are those of John Orlando's and are not necessarily those of Matt Lock, Matt Talk Enterprises. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't think I said anything controversial there. For once, I didn't have a hot take in this episode. <laughs> Oh, but uh, folks, like seriously, we appreciate all of you daily. Thank you. Email me. Say hi. That's right. Where they, can they get in touch with you, man? You guys can get in touch with us at B-E-N-M-A-T-T-A-L-K at gmail.com. Or on Facebook at Matt Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Matt Talk underscore podcast. So with that, Jason, let's get on out of here, shall we? We shall. All right. And as they say in court, nothing further. following is a joint production of the three geeks podcast and john orlando enterprises llc copyright 2023